Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Hello everyone. So Jump Force came out recently, uh, what was it, like the 14th or something? I don't know, I'm actually going to check right now because this is actually annoying me that I don't have a, off the top of my head. Jump Force. It came out. Actually, yeah, it came out the 14th. Cool. Ah, the reason why I bring this up. Uh, developers that care is really important to so many freaking things. And I myself have not played Jump Force because when it comes to anime. There's a few anime that I like to watch, but not a lot. And at least in the terms of Jump Force, the big ones that they have, you know, Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball, like, I never really watched them. I never really had interest in watching them. When I was in high school, I watched a bit of Naruto. And I just stopped. I, I just lost interest in it, you know? So I didn't pick it up personally, but I I watched Let's Plays, Let's Plays and stuff like that, as I do. And what I see out of this game, like, if anyone has followed anything about the game, you probably get the idea that it's just, it's not finished. It really just isn't finished and this isn't so much a rant about what's wrong about the game even though that could easily be done but I want to think of it more as a time to to reflect on the people that essentially control the market the people that control where our money goes in terms of the gaming industry and how it could be complete shit all right so here we have jump force you get a game that is a great idea and it's kind of like Smash Bros. You know, I don't want to give even more praise to Smash Bros. They've been getting enough. But it's very similar to Smash Bros. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if all these awesome characters that we love came together and beat the shit out of each other? And then after that, it kind of died out. Like, Smash Bros. started very simple on the N64, and they literally started with that. It was just, put these Nintendo characters together, beat the crap at each other. And since then, it has definitely expanded. And even in terms of, like, a story-slash-adventure mode in Smash Bros., they didn't, like, they didn't try to make it anything flashy. They just had some excuse of going through a, a number of unique stages as a single player or maybe, like, co-op partner and have some unlockables along the way and stuff like that. They That's the thing. That's all it needed to be. It didn't have to be anything flashy. And then Jump Force takes the same premise. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if all these characters we love came together and beat the shit out of each other? And then they tried too hard or didn't even try at all, all right? Uh, there are so many ways I want to look at this. There are a lot of ways I want to look at this right now, all right? First, I'm going to bring back Evolve. I I haven't talked about Evolve in a long time. No one's talked about Evolve in a long time because, fuck, Evolve was just terrible in the long run. If there is one, like, there's two or three things I tip my hat to in the case of Evolve and Turtle Rock Studios, and one of the things I tip my hat to is at least at launch, when the game was being developed, they cared to some extent. Yes, you ended up having to buy, like, I was the kind of guy that pre-ordered the game and got the season pass in the beginning, etc. Like, they asked for a shit ton of money. They money grabbed it, and that's ultimately what killed the game. It was more of a money grab, and they, they just didn't know where to go with it after that. A lot of stuff went wrong, okay? In the beginning, though... I give them credit that at least they cared. When the game was released, we were given a fully finished, developed product. All right? 
You were able to go into a match, do the mission, do the match, have it fully rendered, everything there. It wasn't too laggy, depending on your ping and stuff like that. It was solid, and every character felt different. Every character felt like they had a purpose, and even if you played the same class, let's say, at least they were different. Like, playing Lazarus was much different than playing Vel, and it was fun, and it was cool, and then in the long run, they fucked up. But at least in the beginning, it was something, and I'm happy for that. I'm proud that Turtlewalk did that. You look at Jump Force, and it doesn't even look like they put any effort into it in the very beginning for asking for 60 bucks. I mean... Evolve, you would drop in and have, let's say, an hour-long match. You know, sometimes hunting the monster took a long time. That was part of the thrill of it. And yet, going into an online match, it would load for a couple seconds, and you drop into the match, and you just went, all right? Jump Force, if any of you have ever seen any gameplay of it, it's like, I've heard some statistics, like a third of the time, a third of the playtime is the fucking loading screens. Like, you it loads, you start the match. And then when you finish the match, there's a loading screen. And if you're doing the story mode, at least, what we call a story mode, it has to load again for another 20 seconds for you to see 30 seconds or less of dialogue to then go to another 15-second load screen to go back to this cutscene. Like, it loads so much for how little it's there. Like, Evolve, for being much older of a game, they ensured that when you went to go into a match, you weren't looking at a loading screen for over a third of the time. I cannot attest to what it takes to develop a game. Like, I am the kind of guy that I'm intrigued and I'm interested. And I'm more into the story development and the aesthetics and the balancing. Like, I'm more into just the play area of the game, like what the player works with. But what comes in the turn of, like, hardware and the software and the requirements and stuff, I don't really know what it takes. However, I'm pretty sure Jump Force, they fucked up. And they did they, they not put enough effort into making sure... It was going to run properly. We're in 2019. There's no excuse for seeing that many loading screens in such a short time. The one group I watched, Friends Without Benefits, are doing the Let's Play of it right now. That's how I heard about the game. That's how I heard about Jump Force was them actually making the Let's Play. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a thing. They'll do like a 30-minute video and have a good like 10 minutes or so of loading screens just from... All just the, this has to load, this has to load, this has to load, this has to load. It's absurd how much goes into that. And then not only that, like I mentioned, I only heard about the game from a Let's Play group. And this is a pretty big deal. Like, this is a game that has a lot of big anime stars in it. Luffy, Goku, Naruto, you know, the three big ones. And then everyone with them from the respected series. And then other series that get thrown in there that aren't part of the big three, etc., etc. And again... Where was the advertisement? I heard nothing of it. At least, again, with Evolve and a lot of other games, you know, Dragon Age, Dead Space, all these other games that were pretty big budget. Advertisement was there, and you, like, they cared upon release date. Like, the people that were making this game cared enough that when the game was going to be released, people knew about it. I I can comfortably say I didn't know Jump Force was a thing until after it was released. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could do a poll and ask people out there how many of you knew this Game was a thing, you know, before the release date. Where was the news on it? No one heard about it. You know, I, I think the problem was these developers, they came up with this idea, and they just kept taking on the ideas, and that was it. Like, it takes money. For what they wanted to do, it takes money. Because you have to 
get the rides, you have to pay for all this. Again, I don't know how the details went into the business end of it, but I'm pretty sure it was an expensive thing to make simply because of the characters in it. And then beyond that, they're like, well, you know, whatever. Either they ran out of money from having to buy everything and buy the rights and the licenses or whatever you want to call it, or they just figured it'll be an easy cash grab, but we don't have to put any more effort into it. Like, the models are so half-assed. And I'm not even looking at graphics. I mean, there are so many different games out there right now that, hell, it doesn't have to look pretty. Games get made in 16-bit styles. Hell, Swim Sandy, which I want to get to in a little bit. Swim Sandy has a very simple art style to it, but at least it's it's finished and it's polished. Like, you can come up with a bunch of different art styles. It doesn't have to be, like, crisp, clean, extreme HD, whatever you want to call it. Just be a little polished. And they don't feel polished. They're very static, even when they talk. And the fighting is just... Most fighting games, Smash Bros, Evolve with its different classes, any RPG, like anything that has like multiple styles of fighting or any fighting in general, even Soul Cal, each character at least feels unique. There might be some similarities, like a heavy character, two heavy characters are going to be kind of slow and powerful, but the extent of how their attacks work, their reach and all that kind of stuff varies. Jump Force, I'm watching it, every character fights the same exact way. Their specials are tiny bit different they, they look different but they essentially all do the same freaking thing otherwise it's just we all hit each other the same way like there's no uniqueness between and considering you have what is supposed to be super sane superhuman alien beings from another planet style thing of dragon ball zine ninjas turn magicians that's seriously what naruto is now they're all fucking magicians and using magic and then you have one piece whatever the hell's going on with that they're very different. Like, they all they all have a bunch of fighting, like the anime style of fighting, obviously. But they're all from very different fundamental universes that the fighters in them fight differently and their power comes different. Yet in Jump Force, they all punch the same way. Like, I don't see a difference between a guy from the world of One Piece and a guy from the world of Naruto. How do you fuck that up? Like, where's the effort? Seriously, where's the effort to at least making these characters slightly different besides their name and their look? Hell, even the quote-unquote cutscenes with just some lines of dialogue, it's dry. The characters aren't moving around or showing any expression. Like, as much as I don't know One Piece that much, I at least know that Luffy is a very... He's kind of like Goku and Naruto in that sense. He's that very energetic and dopey protagonist, but I don't see that in Jump Force. I don't see that from Naruto or I don't see that from Goku. And again... You can rip me a new one if you want. Like I said, I have not played the game. And I'm happy that I haven't because from what I've seen and looked up, it's 60 bucks that I could spend on so much more that's well worth my time. On the other side, when developers do care, and this, I'm going to kind of just not gloat but go on this little bit of a rant here and just kind of give a little extra praise somewhere just because i feel like we need more of this the guys at decoy games with swim sandy i talked about this a long time ago back in like you know october november time when i played it at an event at the microsoft building near Times square well their beta just came out on the 28th so just past just for this weekend last thursday they released the beta and I got in on the beta, and I'm part of the Discord channel with the devs and a bunch of people who play the game. And for being a beta, beta with only three guys, three guys made this game, and it's only in beta, it's not even finished, there's a lot more to it 
than Jump Force. Hell, even with only having like eight people on the US East server at a time, including the devs themselves, which is like the two devs, the third guy isn't on too much. He does a lot of other things, but at least with two devs on, so it's two of eight players, just the devs. I get into a match quicker sometimes than I've seen on loader swings on Jump Force, and the matches load a lot quicker. And like, this is a game made by three base, like three guys just doing this for fun because they're passionate about it, not for the really the money in the end. And they have better load times. And yeah, I'm harping on the load times because I feel when I'm playing a game, I want to play the game. I don't want to stare and look at a screen. I want the interaction bits of it. And if you just keep giving me load screens, there's no... What's, why am I calling this a game? Why am I playing it? Now, with that, it, the end product, it shows. Like, definitely the end product shows that the devs cared. And the other hand is, like, that interaction. Like I said, I'm part of the Discord channel for Swim Sandy with Decoy Games. And my God, they're, the devs are so active in it. Like I said, there's three of them. The one guy is pretty much always on. He's always responding to people. Even if we're just, like, BSing, he's still there. He's still in on, like, the BSing, the casual chatting and stuff like that. They also post up, like, hey, we're going to, you know, Khalil Ahmed going to be on at 6 p.m. today. You know, they, they post up when they're going to be on so you can play with them and interact with them. And then, hell, while we're in the middle of playing matches... We're up on the uh, the voice chat on Discord. Khalil will be in the middle of a game, and me and Chris over here just sitting talking for a bit. And we're like, oh, oh yeah, hey Khalil, we got this idea real quick, and he's in the middle of the game. He's like, yeah, hit hit me with it, and he'll just talk about the game. Like he'll talk about these ideas we have in the middle of his own match. He doesn't care. He wants to ensure that the game is going to be made and it's going to be well made and polished. That care right there, and this is what makes me kind of get really excited for Swim Sandy, even though honestly I'm not that good at it. And I'm not going to play it all the time, but I'm going to play it enough because the devs care about it. When someone else cares about something, it's easier for you to care about it. It's almost like a mob mentality sort of thing, you know. And I'm pretty sure I, I, I can express this easily, being a teacher in the classroom. When the teacher expresses some excitement for the subject, it's much easier for you as a student to expect excitement. I know, I remember... I barely touch chemistry nowadays, but I still loved my chemistry class because my chem teacher, Mr. Starr, was... Very energetic and excited about it. Hell, even astronomy. I was interested in astronomy because sometimes I get to class early and he would show this great love for astronomy, even though he didn't teach it. And every now and then in class, he'd give us just some cool, fun fact about astronomy. We were really interested as students now. At least some of us were. And I was the same way in calculus. I was the same way in English class and my sci-fi class. Like That's kind of why I got into movies because my teacher, Mr. Hendricks, made an entire course about watching movies and writing reviews. And he was very excited about it. He would show us he's really kind of weird B-rated movies. He'd also show, like, the original The Day the, the day the Earth Stood Still, the original War of the Worlds. Like, there was that passion he put into it. And you look at Jump Force, and like I said, how many of you heard about Jump Force until now? You know, until the release date? How many of you heard about the game? Where was the publicity? Where was the excitement over it? With Swim Sandy, and even the last Hex, even the last Hex, which I'm not enjoying where it's going so far, and I've expressed that to Dev... You know, on the channel, I'm kind of like, this is definitely not originally what I was hoping for. And it's not, it's not like I'm at the top of my list right now in games that I'm really going to want to play and enjoy. But we still talk about it because at least he's excited about it. He's active. Luigi's active on his own game and active on the Discord server talking about his game. And it makes me at least every now and then I pop in to check like the updates and just see what people are saying. I'm still intrigued because there's some energy there. And there's so much energy around Swim Sandy that, yeah, I'm still looking into it i'm still gonna play it i'm still gonna pick it up like i'm still gonna buy the last hex even if it's not like 
top of the line for me. It's not like my favorite game. I'll still buy The Last Hex just because of what I've seen in it. I've seen the effort put into it. We need devs who care. And it could be a AAA game. It could be one of the big companies that makes the game. There could still be a passion about it. Like, that's really what Smash Bros. is in some way. Again, to inflate the ego even more, which at times they do deserve, I didn't buy Ultimate, but I played it. I know people who own it. I try it out. And I can, at least now with Ultimate, and I've talked about it before, I can see now that the devs are kind of going back to what it was originally in the original Smash Bros. of just coming together and beating the shit out of each other as Nintendo characters. And the fact that they're actually giving the love to King K. Rule and Ridley and a couple other characters in Nintendo's universe, they're just bringing them in just because, because they're just there, like... That at least shows there's some care and some thought being put into, like, yeah, what about these guys? You know, we, we're able to do this now? Let's just add these characters into our fighting game now. Let's just do that. And it makes me at least enjoy the game enough that when I see it around, I'm like, yeah, let me let me play it for a little bit. I'm not going to go out and buy a Switch just to get Smash Ultimate. I'm not, all right? Full disclosure, I'm not going to. But that doesn't mean I don't want to play the game every now and then when I get the chance. You know, I run the gaming club at, at work. And every Thursday, there's at least one or two kids that bring it in. And I'm like, if I'm not, if I don't have much else going on, I definitely want to do a few rounds. Like, I'm excited enough to play a few rounds of Smash Bros. Ultimate because of that care and because it reminds me of when Smash Bros. was first released and kind of just that, that love put into it. I'm not seeing that in Jump Force and I'm not seeing that in a lot of games recently, like, the last game that really comes to mind, kind of like from Sandy, that has that love from the developers was when I played Darkest Dungeon. And I remember Darkest Dungeon coming out before Discord was a really big hit kind of thing. So it was more on the Steam community. That's where the discussions were going, not so much online. It was on the community boards and the bug reports and stuff like that were all on Steam's pages, you know? And even then, the developers would respond all the time. Like, it wasn't the individual. It was always just Red Hook Studios. Still, though, the fact that the developers were active in the threads that the players were in who were testing their game out and giving active feedback was great. And then we saw, like, the devs would say, like, hey, that's a pretty cool idea, or no, we can't do that. Like, that's not, you know, that's just not in in it for us, which is totally fine. It's still their game, but at least the fact that they're reading it and giving us a response or it gets put on the roadmap, or, heck, I remember there was a couple of things about, like, the trinkets and stuff like that just snuck up on us. Like, the devs kind of read it. And, you know, they posted here and there, like, oh, okay, okay. But they never said they were going to follow up on it, and then, bam, it's in the game, and it felt so good as a player, because, one, we get involved. You know, us as players, people trying out their game that bought early access, actually put money into it. It feels good that we get involved, definitely. But it also shows that at least the devs are putting some thought and care into it that, they're seeing what's going on in terms of the market and they're taking action with it. You know, it's one thing to make a game that you just want to make. It's another thing to make a game just based on the saturated market, you know, like the first-person shooter genres when they're so popular or the Battle Royale genre, which is now getting a lot of games. Obviously, you can just make a game to the market. It's an entirely different thing, though, to do both. To start making the game and be comfortable enough to release it now... I paid for early access for Darkest Dungeon, and I'm happy I did. I'm totally fine with doing that. I've still yet to beat the game because, god damn it, it's, it is a process, and I get pissed off easily at it because I was just playing it earlier today, and some bullshit happened. I'm not going to get into it. 
I was happy to pay for them, right? For, but then on Swim Sandy side and the last hex end, being much smaller groups and still indie, I didn't have to pay for the beta. I just the devs were like, "Hey, here's a key. You know, thanks for coming in and playing it at the sh- playing at the show. If you're interested in playing, boom!" Like, and now they're listening to us. That inclusion is great because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. But it just again, I'm going to keep going back to that care. Like at the end of the day, it's all about that care. And I know a lot of times my episodes, you know, when I talk, it goes like this. I I repeat the same idea over and over again. Like it's a dead. I'm beating a dead horse. That's because it's it's how important it is to me. It's so important that I see a game that either because I'm speaking with the devs, I feel that there's that passion there and I can easily get hooked on it. Or maybe I'm maybe the devs aren't super active in the community and I'm not talking with them directly, but at least when the game is released, I can look at it and be like, there's something here. Heck, I talked about Hollow Knight the other week and I don't know the guys in Team Cherry. All right. Again, I bought the game when it got released, and then I just put it on the backseat for reasons. And I got back to it a year later and played it. And I could tell that there was some love that went into this. Like Hollow Knight, you can see the love in the way it's just designed and the aesthetics and the artwork, the beauty of the game really shows that Team Cherry cared. On the other hand, like things like Slay the Spire, okay, yeah, it's not the most aesthetically beautiful looking game, yet the way it's balanced and the way that each run is different yet feels the same because I know what I'm getting into and I know how to handle it but it's still different each time I can tell the devs put effort into making sure everything worked and when I bought it into early access the weekly patches and that's a big deal the fact that devs are able to put these patches out and give us updates saying like yeah this happened the other week we got it fixed hell the guys over at decoy games making swim sandy the night the beta was released, and then the day after, they were like, guys, patch going up in 30 minutes. You want, you're going to want to log off and reset the game. Like They were just cranking shit out. We would drop a bug on their table, like, here's an issue. And then Khalil, Ahmed, and Chris would just jump on it, work on it, and sometimes within like an hour or two, be like, fixed, reset the game. Again, that kind of passion that it doesn't just get sat on and later you see a release. There was some discussion in it. You know, Slay the Spire, remember what they did every week? They'd be like, this is the newest, bu- you know, these are the newest patches, this is the newest fixes, stuff like that. And then every now and then they'd also drop, like, known bugs. Like, this is an issue. We we know. Or at least on the Steam page, there was an active thread going into the bugs of the game. And people saying, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. And then, yeah, like a week or two later, it'd be patched up and it'd be released. They handled it differently than Decoy Games did. I still enjoyed that. I'm still happy with how they went about releasing Slay the Spire. And it was in early access slash beta for a long time. And I think it's fine because at least there was some communication going on. The devs were at least showing there was some interest and some care along with the players. You're developing a game. You want to be passionate about it, but you also want to make sure you match the passion of the community if people are investing not even money, just time alone, you know, last hex and swim saying, like I said, I got keys for free, but the fact that I'm putting time into it and then I can post up ideas online and the devs get back to it. And not even me personally, I'm talking about just people in general, like on the Discord channel, will put time into it and then post things online and the devs are reacting to it. You need to have that. If you're going out there as a dev, to release your game to people in an early access state, you got to be ready to be on level with them with the energy they provide. 
And of course, they get the publicity. You know, people do Twitch streams and stuff like that. People like me talking about it on YouTube or podcasts or whatever. So obviously, the devs are getting something in return for this. I'm not saying they're not. Yet still, they put effort in. Jump Force, I don't see any of that. I don't see any sort of care, any sort of effort. It was just cash grab, hey, this is a cool idea, and that was it. They didn't think of anything else beyond that. They didn't put any effort in beyond that. And it is just sickening, I got to say. It, it is sickening that we have games that people come up with great ideas and just don't bother putting anything into it. Obviously, not everything can be perfect. And for us to fully understand what it, when something is good, I'm not talking about games alone. I'm talking just in general as a human being. The only way you can tell if something is good is to know when it's bad. So there are going to be bad games. There are going to be bad movies. You're going to have a bad day. It happens. That kind of shit happens. It's sad to see, yes. All right? But then we just get to fully understand and appreciate when something is good. And in terms of the industry, the reason why it hurts a little bit more, because it's just a hobby and something that, at least from the gaming side, the gamer culture, if you want to go with that terminology, it's something kind of I'm passionate about that I want to put time in. I've always loved video games and I've always thought about being a game developer. So when I see some big name thing like jump force it that they they have such a great idea they just flop it kind of hurts a little bit and then on top of that like i'm putting the time and the money to buying your game and it's almost like a betrayal of something like i remember when i bought dead space 3 it was kind of betrayal of trust i pre-ordered the game i was getting excited for it and same thing happened with evolve i was getting excited for it and then i played it a bit i'm like what happened Ouch. Like, I'm offended by what happened. So keep that in mind. For any any of you out there thinking about being a developer, I'm talking video game, I'm talking card game, I'm talking board game, just you're thinking about being a developer, you are your greatest critic. Always keep that in mind. you got to be able to take a step back and see and tell yourself, I need to change this. This isn't going to work. This will work. I want to do this. you got to be able to have that critical eye of yourself. You also just have to be ready that it's going to take time. It's going to take time to make a game. It's going to take time to actually release a game that people can enjoy just as much as you enjoyed making it. And you will have stressful times. And life will fucking suck at times trying to make it. I guarantee it. All right? I 100% guarantee it. Just stick through it. And if you put that energy and love through the bad times to make that game work, people will notice it. And people will love it as much as you loved being able to just finish it and get it out there for the public. So for now, enjoy. I will drop a link into the Swim Sandy website because the the devs there, they're really big on testing the servers right now for some sandy since it's open on the beta and i think this if, if they're still doing signups i'll drop the link if they're not still doing signups for keys to get into beta i will not have the link in the description so just keep an eye on that if you are interested and yeah just enjoy all right it's first episode of march 
Uh, I don't know. I was going to go with that. I'm just saying, yeah, it's March. Yay. It's, it's a long time for teaching. <laughs> but uh, let's hope 2019, let's hope we get some more goodness out of it. It's been a very, I'll just go with interesting and chaotic, but not in a bad way. Star of the year for gaming. So take care, everyone. I will catch you all next week about God knows what. (laughs) Take care.